Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where OP's boss is obsessed with his bulge. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash true off my chest. I wear normal pants to work. Our dress code is business casual, and I've gotten myself sized by a reputable tailor. All my slacks and chinos are from normal brands that you'd find at Macy's in our normal slash relaxed fit. However, yesterday, my boss called me into her office and told me I would no longer be allowed to wear the pants that I normally wear to the office and would have to wear something less revealing. Apparently, my bulge is inappropriate for the workplace. Now, I have a normally sized penis. I actually effing measured it to make sure that I wasn't crazy, and I'm pretty close to the US average. Would a woman with large breasts be told that she can't wear anything but baggy clothes? Would she be told by her boss that she must wear nothing but restrictive sports bras to work? I doubt it, especially in my workplace, where women two seats down from me wear far more provocative clothing than my freaking slacks. I asked her, what should I wear instead? These are my size. And she just said, just go buy something looser or get a bigger size. I'm not rebuying my entire collection of work pants. Go ahead and report me to HR. Let's see them try to fire me for having too much dick. Okay, so OP actually took a picture of his pants, and I'm going to share a picture of his pants here. And yeah, to me it looks like a guy wearing pants. The bulge doesn't look particularly big. But <laughs> but what's really funny about this is that this picture on Imgur has currently 589,000 views. So I kind of have to wonder... Is OP really like running into a situation or does OP have some sick fetish where he's trying to get half a million people to look at his dick online? OP, you pervert. And then OP posted an update. So to recap the advice that I got from the original thread, it is go talk to HR. Never talk to HR. Go talk to a lawyer. A lawyer will waste your time. Your pants are fine. You need new pants. She wants to bang you. She hates you. After thinking a bit on my options, I settled for a middle-of-the-road approach. I contacted two well-known lawyers in my area and got a consultation from them about my situation. They both thought that while I was sexually harassed, the case wasn't bulletproof because there was little evidence and no pattern of abuse. They then also warned me about going to HR without any evidence, as it could cascade into me losing my job in unexpected ways. Fine. Since I needed evidence and a pattern of abuse, I first wanted to read up on what standards my company has set for managers when it comes to dealing with sexual harassment. I requested from our online learning catalog to take the sexual harassment and tough conversations courses that are normally required only for managers. In this tough conversations module, there was a scenario where a male supervisor had to ask a female employee to correct her work outfit because it didn't meet the company's dress code. In plain English, the module states that the supervisor is not to intervene and is to refer the issue to HR. I assume that the inverse, a female supervisor reprimanding a male's outfit, would follow the same standards. I then sent an email to my boss asking her to follow up on our previous conversation. I wrote, Boss, I want to clarify some things regarding our previous conversation. Please confirm whether or not my understanding of your statement is correct. My pants violated our dress code by being too tight and revealing my bulge. This issue pertains to all my pants, not a specific subset of my wardrobe. This is a requirement for management and not a request. Please get back to me. Sincerely, OP. It took over a full workday, but I got the response. Yes, I did tell you to fix your wardrobe. This is not a request. I immediately replied, Boss. 
If management is demanding that I replace such a large amount of work clothing, it must be done at the expense of the company. Please let me know if this is possible, as we'll have to work out something else if it isn't. Her response was, This can be done, but I must be with you to supervise your shopping. Check my schedule for (laughs) availability. (laughs) Good lord. Suddenly the she-wants-to-bang-you theory seems less crazy. I backed up the emails to a personal account and sent everything to HR. Less than two hours later, I received a phone call asking me to come to HR immediately and drop my work unless it was time critical. I complied. HR told me that they were taking this matter very seriously and that I should take the rest of the day off. I came back to work today and my boss is gone. I was told right before lunch that she had been placed on administrative leave pending a full investigation and that I shouldn't worry. It's against company policy to engage in any form of professional retaliation. I sit here now like a king on a porcelain throne, telling you about my victory during my post-lunch dump. Bye-bye, boss lady. Okay, OP, I think I've joined team She Wants to Bang You. So like, here's my here's my theory. She likes you, right? She wants to bang you. So since she was thinking positive, like warm and fuzzy thoughts to you, she probably didn't even realize that what she did was wrong. Now, I'm not excusing the behavior. I'm not like trying to defend her. What I'm saying is, is it probably didn't cross her dumb brain that what she was doing qualified as sexual harassment. So she sent you the email thinking everything was fine. When really, that email was exactly what you needed to get her fired from her job. What an idiot. (laughs) This dumb woman honestly sent you an email that confirmed that you had a private conversation about your bulge. Well, OP, at the end of the day, I guess you won the battle of the bulge. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash legal advice. My son is 15. Today, I received a phone call from my son's school telling me they're doing an investigation into a series of very serious incidents that happened last year, and they would like to have the password for my son's Facebook account. They also asked me to disable two-step verification if his account has it on. They said, what? They said that it would be a really great help if I hand over any phones, tablets, or computers that my son has had access to in the last year, and remove any passcode or login restriction. I was shocked from hearing this. I asked about the incident, and I was told that they can't tell me since it doesn't directly concern my son, that they only seek this to see if there's any mention of it in the communications that my son has had with his friends, which might help them uncover some information. I declined. I told them that I'm happy to talk to them about the incident in person if it concerns my son, but other than that, this is very unreasonable. And really, none of your business. I was told something along the lines of, I strongly recommend you to help us. This is a very serious issue for a few other students, and to be honest with you, refusal will have some consequences. I'm mostly talking about your son's future at this school in the coming year, but also potentially legally. I really hope you cooperate for all our sake. I told her to send us the request in writing. She said that she hopes that we're not trying to make this difficult because lives are on the line here. I insisted that I want it for my records. She said they might do that. So my question is, what the F? They can't be serious about this. My instinct is to get a lawyer if we receive anything in writing. But really, what I'm wondering about is how far they can go in this so-called investigation. 
Like, say when school starts, what happens if my son takes a school or an iPad to school? Can they confiscate it and look through it? Can they force him to reveal the passcode to it or force him to use his fingerprint to unlock it? How do I make sure they can't just invade our privacy like that? And then OP posted an update. I went to school and asked what was going on. I did that both to confirm that the call was genuine and to see why they want to violate my son and our family's privacy on such a massive scale. First, the call was genuine and it wasn't a scam. Second, the principal explained the situation to me. It had to do with another student who attempted to unalive themselves because of bullying during the summer. Thank goodness that she's alright now, but this was part of the school's investigation to figure out how it happened. When I asked how this is any of my son's business, they said that they've seen them hang out together, and while they don't think that my son was involved in the bullying himself, they'd like to read his conversations with her because she may have confided in him about the students involved in the bullying. I asked why this information wasn't obtained from the parents of that student, and the answer was, those parents weren't willing to work with the school about it, and she left, so they had no power over them. Which, in my opinion, is a strange use of wording in this situation. I told them to leave my son out of this witch hunt. And the way they're speaking to us, they sound like they're trying to bully us into helping their anti-bullying investigation, which is troubling and absurd. I told them that if they ever try to approach my son or try to take his phone or anything by force or threat, then I'm going to make a big deal out of this. That I'm going to talk to the superintendent and hire a lawyer. Up until today, they haven't said or done anything. I talked to my son about the girl and what happened to her. He knew her and they had some mutual friends, but they weren't exactly friends and he wasn't aware of her unaliving attempt. He only knew that she had left the school. He showed me their conversations and there wasn't much there except talking about movies and TV shows. In short, they backed off after I made sure they understood that I won't take any harassment or violation of our privacy lightly. Alright, so this is like a weird catch-22 situation where in both possible scenarios, there's no reason to hand over your devices. So if OP's son is involved, then OP would have to be stupid to hand over the evidence because that would just incriminate her son and potentially get her son in trouble. But if he's not involved, then why would you hand over devices if he's not involved in this whatsoever, right? There's no relevance whatsoever, so it would just be an invasion of your and your son's privacy. So there's just no conceivable situation where it would make sense to hand over this information. This school, I mean, I guess they can ask. There's no harm in like saying, hey, we're trying to put the pieces together. Can you give us some pieces potentially? There's no harm in like asking, I guess, except that it's, you know, an invasion of privacy. But to actually expect OP and her son to hand over the information is nuts. My guess, OP, is that when they say there may be some consequences if you don't cooperate, that's just bluffing. Like, what are they going to do, kick you out of the school? I mean, they can kick you out, I guess, but that is an easy lawsuit. My guess is that they're hoping to find a scapegoat, and they have some parents stupidly hand over the information. Then they can find a message where someone said something kind of mean, and they can say, Aha! So you're the bully who caused this, and then expel the person to say, Look at all we've accomplished to stop bullying. That's just a guess, though. Our next Reddit post is from r slash advice. I think that my girlfriend has been trying to get me fired from all of my jobs. I'm shaken. Please help me. I'm a 24-year-old guy, and I've been with my 29-year-old girlfriend, Janice, for two and a half years. I just finished my education when we started dating, and I've been doing all sorts of odd jobs since. Sometimes two at a time. 
I did this to expand my resume and gather job experience. I worked in cafes, bookstores, a library, a grocery store, and as an English tutor. Most of those jobs lasted about three to five months. My shortest stay was two and a half weeks. My longest was eight months. But since I didn't have a hard time applying for new positions, I tried to block it out, though it was kind of eating me up internally. People called to complain about me, people left bad reviews about me, people used my employee Wi-Fi access to look up sketchy things on the internet under my name, former employees called to inform about me, and much, much more subtle stuff that I couldn't disprove. But I was too anxious to do anything about it. I would just tell my girlfriend about it, and she would comfort me. She supported me every time I got my life ruined by these people. I kept applying to new jobs, but they kept finding me. Fast forward to this week. I currently hold a part-time position at a bakery where I've been working for about two and a half months. It's going okay, but my manager approached me about something regarding our Google reviews. Someone was complaining about an employee, and their description of that employee could only really fit me. It was on a day when we were pretty short on staff, so I could have been the only person in the store on that day for all I know. Anyway, the review contained some pretty elaborate and nasty comments about me. This type of thing has happened on one or two of my jobs before. I told my manager that this was bogus and that someone had a vendetta against me because this has happened before. She believed me and told me that she would dismiss the comments. On my break, I checked out the review myself. Their username was kind of stupid. I'm not going to type it out here, but I'll just call them Mick Myrtle because it was a type of name that sounds kind of fake, but not really. Anyway, I came home, but I didn't tell Janice about it. She's heard it all before, so I didn't see the point in complaining about another time that I almost lost my job. We chat, all is well, and she leaves the room. Her phone is on the table, and suddenly, she gets a notification or an email of some sort from Google. I don't remember what it said exactly, but the pop-up read something along the lines of, Mick Myrtle, manager has responded to your review. My heart dropped. I've been trying to ignore what I saw ever since, and that happened two days ago. Why would she do that, though? I'm looking for an explanation. This literally can't be. She's the only thing keeping me sane. I don't know what to do. And then OP posted an update. Hello, people who are still invested. I'm sorry for not updating you guys earlier. A lot's been going on. First of all, yes, we broke up. Anyway, let's start from the beginning. On the Monday of the following week, I couldn't take the uncertainty anymore. I told my ex that I needed her booking account to book a train ticket to visit my dad for a few days. She complied, and when she was in the shower getting ready for work, I booked my ticket and started looking through her emails. After some digging, I found an email to herself which contained a spreadsheet file. I sent the file to myself, printed it out, and took a screenshot. Why? The spreadsheet contained about every single piece of information about me that there was. Numbers, emails, passwords, work times, colleagues, their phone numbers and social medias, as well as some emails and passwords that she used for my account to ruin my life with. Everything was on there, conveniently sorted for her to ruin my life as efficiently as possible. When she left for work, I decided that it would be best to immediately pack my stuff. Nothing that mattered would be left behind. I felt like a wanted man, like I was being hunted despite nothing being seemingly out of place. I called my boss, told her I'd be taking some time off from work, and went out to see my dad. 
Needless to say, my dad was the sanity that I needed. I cried to him about everything that I saw, and I panicked for two days straight about how my life was ruined and I didn't know what to do. My dad had to sleep on the couch in the guest room because I was scared of my ex coming in. My dad handled it like a champ. I love you, dad. He called the police, a lawyer, and most recently, a therapist for me because I was in the most horrible state of my entire life. We're currently sorting out the legal stuff. I haven't talked to my ex, except for letting her know that it was over and that she's a sick psychopath. My dad handled the rest. I changed all my passwords, and I'm now looking for a place to live. So a lot of people down in the comments are obviously wondering why on earth this person is doing this. And, you know, unfortunately, we can't really know what's going on here. But here's my guess. My assumption is that this is just abusive behavior. It's very common for abusers to cause the abuse and then also act like the savior of the abuse. So the abuse tears the person down and destroys their self-esteem. Then, because the abuser is saving the victim from the abuse, the victim becomes more and more reliant on the abuser, which makes future abuse even easier. It's basically just a really screwed up way to control someone. Anyways, OP, I think that just piecing out while your girlfriend was at work was the safest way to solve the situation because your girlfriend is mega toxic. That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.